morning everyone. It's uh, good to be here with you, even though we're actually not together. You can see I'm sitting here in my garden shed at home by myself. And you're probably sitting at home. You may still have your dressing gown and slippers on, possibly with a cup of tea and coffee in your hand, relaxing and watching our service. When I was asked to do this a number of weeks ago, this was not what I had in mind. This was not how I envisaged bringing God's word to you this morning. But yet over the last few weeks, this world that we live in has changed more than we could possibly imagine. If I was to have said to you in the new year that there would be a massive epidemic running through this world, where the world would be in lockdown, there would be no schools, no shops, no leisure time, no sport, there would be no contact with other people, there would be no gatherings like churches and social gatherings, none, none of these things would happen. You thought I was off my head and I, I'd lost the plot. But that's the reality of the world that we're living in at the minute. It's beyond what we can imagine where we are today and what the next coming months holds for us. And in the midst of these difficult times, we always ask the questions. The how? How is this happening? Why is this happening? Where is God in all of this? And that's a real question that we can all ask. These are real issues that we do struggle with and do have to deal with. And what we want to think about today is what is the answer? to these difficult questions and what I hope to point out to you today and show from God's word is that the answer to all of these questions is found in the person of Christ Jesus we're going to be looking at the book of Habakkuk that little small book towards the end of the Old Testament and Habakkuk is a prophet of God around the same time of Jeremiah and his book is basically a conversation between him and God where he is asking God these difficult questions that he's trying to deal with. You could say that he was having a bit of a rant to God and bringing his frustrations and, and his anger before his Lord. Because he could see that Judah, God's people, were turning away from God. The whole society that they knew was, was crumbling and collapsing all around them. God had warned them that there was coming judgment. Because of their sin, they were going to be destroyed as a nation and lose everything. Habakkuk and the people of Judah were rightly very, very frightened in the situation they were in and what they were facing. And despite his strong faith, this was a man who was wrestling with God. But in his wrestle with God, he did what we all should do and bring it to God. Bring these questions to God as we try to understand the ways of God. And this morning, as we look at these few simple verses from Habakkuk chapter 3, I want us to see that there's a big theme in this little book. And it's a theme of faith. It's a theme of putting our faith in the God in whom we can trust. And I want us to look at three simple things today. 
from these verses. And the first one, in verses 16 and 17, is we see that faith in God is the answer. Because faith brings peace. Despite being gripped by fear of this coming invasion of this massive Babylonian army. And the frustration of this injustice that these pagan nations could possibly rule over God's people. And the humiliation that they would face as a result of this. And the destruction. Habakkuk, this man of God, had a real sense of peace. If you look at me, look with me at verse 16. You will see, it says, I will quietly wait. I will quietly wait. In the NIV, it says, I might rest. In the New King James, there's wait patiently. But whatever translation you're using, we have a man here who is at peace with the situation. Who is waiting and resting in the peace of God. He knew all of the world that he lived in. Everything that he knew and understood and was familiar would be destroyed. But he had peace and a belief in something greater. Something more. Because Habakkuk knew that God was still at work. Because God had already told him this. If you flick back a couple of pages... To chapter 1 and verse 5. God says to Habakkuk. I am doing a work in your days. That you would not believe. If told. God was still working. Even though Habakkuk couldn't see it. Couldn't understand. God assured him. I am working here. I am the one that's in control. Over this situation. He knew he had to wait. On God. He knew that God's timing was the timing that was right. In chapter 2 and verse 3, again God speaks and says, For still the vision awaits its appointed time. It hastens to the end. It will not lie. If it seems slow, wait for it. It will surely come. It will not delay. God was assuring Habakkuk that he had a bigger plan, that he had a perfect plan, that everything was going the way that he was intending it to go, if only he had faith to trust. The peace of God that Habakkuk had came from his faith in his Lord who was in control. He knew he could trust in God. He knew he could trust in God's timing. He knew he could trust that God was the one that was building his kingdom. And that his purposes were perfect. God had something great planned. God had something great coming. And even though that something great, that something perfect wouldn't come for another 500 years. Even at this time, God is pointing us. To Christ Jesus. A week ago we celebrated Easter. We celebrated the death and the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. And he was the perfect answer. He was the perfect solution 
to the problem. He was the one that was perfect in God's salvation plan for his people. But for us today, for us that are believers, when we read God's word, we'll see that even Jesus himself gave us many, many promises that we can cling to. We're not going to go into those this morning, but I'm sure you may have some that you hold dear to your heart. But why is it that in the midst of difficult circumstances, even in our daily walk with Jesus, despite the truth that we know, we so often feel hopeless and we so often feel afraid and we don't know what to do. We need to put our faith in Christ Jesus. We need to trust in him alone. Because it's only in our relationship with him can we find peace in the difficult times. We need to trust in his work. We need to trust in the kingdom that he is building. We need to trust in the victory that we have through our faith in Jesus. We need to trust in him. After his resurrection, Jesus appeared to his disciples. And the first thing he said when he met them was, Peace be with you. Christ Jesus, our Lord, is the one who brings us peace. A perfect peace. A peace that we can never find in ourselves. A peace that we can never find in this world. A peace that we can only find through faith in Christ Jesus. Secondly, in verse 18, we want to look at faith in God is the answer. Because faith brings joy. Faith brings joy. In verse 18, we see that Habakkuk declared, I will rejoice and I will take joy. He is praising God in this intensely difficult, hopeless situation where he is about to lose everything. How can he do that? How does he have this joy? Where does he find it? What is his source of hope? Well, if you look at verse 18 again, he says, I will rejoice in the Lord. He will rejoice and take joy in his Lord. He will rejoice and take joy in his God. Habakkuk here is proclaiming Christ. He's reminding himself of whose side he is on. He's clinging to what God has done for him in the past. He's clinging to the truth of who he knows God is. And he's living in the blessing of what God is doing in him, even in this difficult situation. Habakkuk is living his testimony. He is living out who his Lord is to him and what it means to him. And for believers today, sometimes we need to remind ourselves of whose side we're on, of who it's all about. Because it's not about us. Our source of peace and our source of joy is not about who we are or what we've done or what we've achieved. It's all 
about Jesus Christ, our Lord and Saviour. It's about who he is, what he has done in our lives and saving us, and what he has continued to do in making us righteous and making us holy people, making us more like him. We have a Saviour who's rescued us through faith in him. He's rescued us from sin and death. He has forgiven us and has continued to forgive us for the sin and the, the wrong in our lives that we keep going away from him, doing things our way and not his way. He paid the price on the cross at Calvary, taking away the punishment that we all deserve for rejecting God and sinning against him. He rose to bring us new life into a new perfect relationship with him none of this was anything we have done our only part in this is to have faith that we can know the joy of the Lord at the end of verse 18 Habakkuk declares that God is the God of my salvation this wasn't just once some superstitious belief or some ritual that he was going through. This was something real in his life. This was something he was testifying to. Yet, but for Habakkuk to say that, for him, this unfolding plan of God's salvation was only partial. He had only little glimpses through prophecies and through words from God, pointing him to something greater, to some perfect, finished work but for us we have the full picture of God's salvation the completed work of what Christ has done for every one of us Habakkuk couldn't rejoice in his circumstances but he could still rejoice in his Lord and his God but yet the salvation that we have, the hope that we have, is so much greater than what Habakkuk had. It's greater than our circumstances. What Christ has done is bigger and stronger and more everlasting than anything we know and experience and have. In this world, we will lose everything. All things will pass away. There's nothing that we do or nothing that we are, nothing that we accumulate in this world that we can keep, that, that lasts for eternity. The one thing that we can have in this world that lasts forever, that can never be taken away, is Christ Jesus. In Matthew chapter 28, verse 20, just before Jesus ascended into heaven, he said, I am with you always to the end of the age. That was Christ's final promise to his disciples, to those that were believing in him. I am with you always. And shortly after Jesus ascended into heaven, he sent his Holy Spirit, who was called the Comforter. 
the comforter. One that would come where he would live in us. That he would give us peace and give us joy. That would equip us for every situation. The result of the Holy Spirit living in us means that joy can be expressed even in difficult times. Many times in the New Testament we see occasions where joy is expressed in the hard times. If you think of Stephen, the first Christian to be killed for his faith. Even in the midst of being stoned, Stephen praises God. We can read about that in Acts chapter 6. Paul and Silas in Acts 16, they've been telling people about the wonders of Christ Jesus and the saving gospel. They were beaten. They were put in prison. Yet what did they do? They worshipped and praised their God. They had joy. Even our Lord Christ Jesus himself in Mark 14 they had had the Last Supper and Jesus just before he left to go out to be arrested falsely accused beaten and crucified he sang a hymn with his disciples he had joy enough to praise and worship his God joy can be found in difficult times if we only have faith and believe that Christ is the answer and brings us joy. Finally, in verse 19, we see that faith in God is the answer because faith brings us strength. If we read the verse, the verse 16, it says, I hear my body trembles, my lips quiver at the sound. Rottenness enters my bones, my legs tremble. To breathe. Now if I felt like that. What I would want to do. Is just go find a corner. And lie down. I wouldn't want to go anywhere. I wouldn't want to do anything. I wouldn't want to confront anything. But yet. As we've already seen. The joy of the Lord. Is something real. And the Bible tells us that the joy of the Lord. Is a source of strength. In Nehemiah. Verse, chapter 8 verse 10. The joy of the Lord is my strength. It's a beautiful verse and it's a wonderful challenge for us as God's people. To know and have salvation in Christ Jesus, that he is with us, that his Holy Spirit is filling us, is the source of strength and is all that we need. And Habakkuk here in verse 19 is relying on God for his source of strength. He says, God the Lord is my strength. He knew this, he believed it, and he was clinging to this truth and feeding off this strength in his God. But he then goes on to describe what that looked like. He said, he makes my feet like the deer's. Now just think about that for a moment. One of the things I enjoy to do on, and watch on TV is wildlife documentaries. Some of you may enjoy them, some of you might think I'm a bit of a, a wildlife nerd. That's okay. But quite often you'll see these cameramen, they go away out in these most remote places to get the best footage. 
and there you'll see the deer up way up in the mountains in a really remote unhospitable inaccessible place and there they are galloping up through this really difficult terrain sometimes you see them and it seems like they're hanging onto the side of a cliff face on a rocky ledge and somewhere you think how on earth did they even get there because one thing about deer is they're exceptionally sure-footed to follow the path of a deer as as people we would struggle but these animals have this amazing ability to just run up those mountains into these accessible places to go where we couldn't imagine they would go Habakkuk here is saying that the strength of the Lord makes my feet like the deer's trust in God the strength that he gives us can make us sure-footed in where he wants us to go we can be like the deer galloping up that mountain taking on challenges going places where we never thought that we could go that's what Habakkuk is trying to express here that what God can do through him and by strengthening him would take him places that he cannot imagine going by himself for us as believers that the encouragement this gives us is that in faith that instead of being being in fear and being held back and hiding away we can step out that God will give us the strength to go where we didn't think that we can go we can step out in confidence and assurance that we're not alone that Christ our Lord is with us is in us he gives us the strength to go where he wants to lead us where does God want to lead us what does God have in store for us there's a beautiful verse in Isaiah it's one of my favorite Isaiah chapter 40 31 it says they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength they shall mount up with wings as eagles they shall run and not grow weary they shall walk and not faint that's where God wants to lead us he wants to take us where we mount up with wings as eagles where by his strength we run and don't go weary we will not faint God has something special for us Habakkuk says he makes me tread on my high places God has a plan for high places for every one of us it's very personal here Habakkuk says my high places so where God wants to lead me won't be the same place he wants to lead you but God has something special planned for every single one of us to take us to somewhere where we never imagined we could go to equip us to do something we never imagined we can do if we only have faith in him if we only take that step of faith and step out in his strength he will do amazing things in us and through us 
beyond what we can do of ourselves. So the question for us this morning is, do we trust that Christ is the answer? Maybe we've been believers for many, many years. Maybe we're listening this morning and we've never put our faith and trust in Christ Jesus. Well, the question is the same question for every one of us. Do we trust Christ as the answer? Do we have the faith or desire the faith in our hearts to believe that God can work in us and through us, giving us his peace through faith, giving us his joy through faith, giving us his strength through faith in every circumstance we face, that no matter what we face or where we are, we can trust that Christ is the answer. Let's just pray. Lord God, we thank you that you are the almighty, holy God over all things. We thank you, Lord, for the perfect work of your son, Christ Jesus, on the cross for us. We thank you, Lord, that in every situation that we face, we can look to our Lord and Saviour, Christ Jesus, as the answer. We pray, Lord, that you will give us the faith to do this, that we may know your peace, we may know your joy, we may live in your strength in this perfect relationship we can have through Christ Jesus. Be with us, Lord, now and bless us and fill us with hearts of prayer to you.